You know, we live in a world flooded by fears, wouldn't you say? Like, like I mean, one of the things I would tell you this, for instance, I, one reason I don't like social media, okay, I got a lot of reasons that I do. One reason I don't like social media is because um, social media often plants things in your heart and mind, okay? Um, you know, there was a day and time when we didn't have social media, you didn't know all of your problems plus everybody else's, Okay? In fact, I'll go ahead and admit it to you. Sometimes I stay off social media so I don't know any more problems. Okay? Um, there's a little trick for you. Um, if you want some peace, uh, do not look at social media that day. Um, so because society is flooded with fears and because fear can so easily paralyze faith, God tells us, write this down. You've heard it before, but in God's Word, He tells us over 365 different times that's one time for each day, to fear not or to not be afraid. And instead, he tells us to live courageous. He tells us to live courageous. What does it mean when I say courageous? I want to give you a working definition. Courageous is to not be deterred by danger or pain. Basically, to not be discouraged by danger or pain or your fears. And then a, a great word for us that we don't hear enough nowadays, brave. We need to be brave. We need to be fearless even while we may have fears because they do always exist for each of us. Listen, living courageously, it is not something you are born with the ability to know how to do. Okay, some people say, I was born to do this. You, you may have been born, you are born to do certain things, but finding boldness it is something that you have to learn how to be bold, how to find the, that strength and that confidence. Listen, courage, it is the ability to do something that frightens you. I'm going to say something to you that you probably don't realize and, and, and often. God will always, not sometimes, will always give you more than you can handle because you were never meant to walk alone. You weren't meant to do anything. Anything God calls you to, it is God-sized. Therefore, you need God by your side. And the only way you're going to be able to stare fear in the face, whatever your fear is, is by faith and by confidence in the Lord. Listen, we all face battles bigger than us. We all face spiritual attacks and tests in life. Listen, none of those things are ever going to go away. We all face things that we can only overcome by learning how to courageously follow Christ. Here's something we ought to tell new believers in Christ. Yes, you've been saved from hell. Yes, you will go to heaven one day. But to follow Christ will always cost you something. It will take you being bold and courageous. I want to share with you how to live courageously in Christ. I'm going to share with you five things that will help you. Listen, stare fear in the face and trust God anyway. How many of you got some demons you got to stare in the face every day? But you know in and of yourself you'll just crumble. I want you to look at this first thing. The first thing you need in order to live courageously is you need courageous faith. To live courageously, you need courageous faith. Listen, the Bible is very clear that we can't even please God without faith. I've tried to tell some of my older boys I said, if you're waiting for the gospel of Jesus Christ, that being that for God so loved the world, 
that he gave his only son, Jesus, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. If you're waiting on the gospel to make sense before you're going to be saved, you're going to bust hell wide open. You know why? I've been a Christian for a lot of years, and it still doesn't make sense. The gospel doesn't make sense. In fact, the scriptures say this, it is foolishness to those who don't know his power. The message of the cross is foolishness to those who don't know his power. Listen, we have to learn. I want you to write this down. We have to learn how to feed our faith and starve our fears. Do you know, do you know one of the keys for me discovering God's will? This is every day, every week. I eliminate what's not. If, it, if I already know it's not God's will for me, it is off the table so quickly as they say in two shakes of a nanny goat's tail. It's like gone. Because I believe 50% of discovering God's will, you got to eliminate what's not. Because see, if you're seeking something that's not God's will, it's in the way of you discovering God's will. And maybe you've never thought about that. It can, listen, the things of this life, and especially fear, it can overtake us in a heartbeat. Listen, we've got to learn how to feed our faith and starve our fears. Now, here's a quote that is from an author unknown, but, but it really struck, stuck out to me recently. It says, courage doesn't come from the absence of fear, but the abundance of faith. I often say your faith, it needs to be 51% instead of um, 49% when it comes to, is, is your faith on top of your fears? Therefore, your faith is leading your life. Or is your fears 51% or more on top of you? And therefore, they're guiding you. You don't even know it. By the way, Satan, Satan is very subtle with how he um, manipulates us. He takes us just a little, little at a little time. Listen to courageous faith. It is not about you having great confidence. This is at the heartbeat of this. Listen to this. A courageous faith. It is not about you having greater confidence in yourself. It is about you having greater confidence in your great God. See, this world says, oh, be all that you can be. I can't be much. I don't know about you. I don't need anybody to introduce me to myself. I've met Craig, okay? Craig is crazy. Craig is clueless, and Craig is scared, okay? I mean, I, how many of you have you've, you've watched um, the old show, Andy Griffith Show? All right. If you know the Andy Griffith Show and you know the different characters, Andy and Barney, I'm Barney, okay? There's a reason my, gun, my wife didn't want me to have a gun in the house because she knew Barney Fife liable to kill everybody in the sleep. So, I, I, listen, I'm naturally... I, this is really being bold. My mom always says I shouldn't share everything on my mind. My wife's less scared of the dark than me. If I hear somebody outside, I'm sending my wife out, you know, just because she felt called to be a missionary. But how many of you know we all, got, we all have fears? Your fear might not be my fear. But you getting to where you have faith. It is not about you having greater confidence in you. In fact, I would argue it's about you not putting confidence in you, but putting your confidence in him. Amen. Not putting your confidence in your situation and what you can control, but knowing without a shadow of a doubt, God is always in control. 
Deuteronomy 31.6 says, So be strong and, and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not panic before them. For the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. Listen, typically when we read in the scripture, in God's word, where he says to fear not or do not be afraid, every time almost that he says it, it is followed by this reason. I am with you. He never says, hey, you, you will not fear and you should not fear because you are strong. Because you know it all. Because you are, are, are strong. No. He says, because I am your God. And I am with you. Listen, God doesn't call us to live with just a complacent faith. In fact, he doesn't even just call us to live a courageous faith. He commands us. I want you to write that down so you understand that. This is a command. Joshua 1.9 says, this is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or, or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you are and wherever you go. Listen, when you learn to place your, your confidence in Christ and when you learn to be bold with the things that God calls you to do and to be bold about, you will find your wings and you will be flying in your faith. But you can't get there any other way. Do you know I would never, ever, ever show up as your pastor if I didn't have courageous faith in my call from God? Never. Greatest thing, greatest single thing, period, that I have fear of in my life is being a pastor. Absolute greatest fear. If I could leave it, if I could run away from it, I mean it with all my heart. I'd leave away from it because it is a very big cross. It has nothing to do with any of you. I know I don't have all the answers. I know that, that I can't do everything, and I know that I can't control everything. But I know a God who called me, and I know a God who I can rely on and who will be with me no matter what. And so my confidence is, again, it's not in me. It's in the fact that God's like, listen, Craig, not only am I calling you to do this and whatever he's calling you to do, I'm going with you. First Chronicles 28, 20 it says, then David continued, be strong and courageous. Do the work. Don't be afraid or, or discouraged. For the Lord God, my God, will be with you. He will not fail you. He will not forsake you. Listen, God calls us and God commands us to have a courageous faith in the fact that God is all-knowing. God is all-powerful. God is always there. God always wants what's best for you. You, you know, there, there's one person you should never have to... Um, second guess or not trust, and that's God. Nobody loves you more. Nobody sees things more. Listen, if you, if you got the difference to trust between your God and your gut, go with your God. Your gut is oftentimes misleading. Listen, God says, don't fear, don't panic, don't be discouraged. I am right there with you. I am bigger than your greatest fear. 1 Corinthians 16, 13 says, be on guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong. Listen, sometimes all we have is faith. That's all we have. But if we have faith, I want you to hear this. If we have faith and it's not misplaced faith, but it's faith in God, we have hope. We have hope. Listen, when, you, when all you have is faith, you learn that all you need is God. You can't experience and accomplish all that God has for you. I want you to hear that part. You cannot accomplish or experience all that God has for you without courageous faith. It's not possible. 
It's not just the early disciples that were called to leave everything and follow him. It is us today. A lot of times the reason why someone doesn't leave the runway of claiming of faith is because they don't keep saying, I have decided to follow Jesus, and I am decided today that I'll follow Jesus. Listen, God is always calling you to things that apart from him cannot be accomplished and cannot be endured. Matthew 14, 27, Jesus spoke to them at once and says, don't be afraid, he said, take courage. Why? I am here. There is nothing to fear anytime Jesus is near. As my little Asher says to me, he says, Daddy, I'm on the winning team because I'm on the Jesus team, and so I always win. See, sometimes it's just that simple. You got to understand. Listen, whose team are you playing on, by the way? I hope you're not the coach. I hope you're not the coach. I mean, we, we were at a conference just recently, a, a, a church conference with, with some of my staff, and uh, the top thing on my mind that none of them knew was I was like, God, will you please send me a senior pastor? I'll love on these people. I'll take care of these people. Um, and then somebody else can lead us to the promised land. And he's like, no, crazy Craig, I've called you. Good, good try. Good try. How many of you wanted to negotiate sometimes? You want to negotiate. You, you, you know what happens when you negotiate? You are right off the path that God meant for you. You didn't get to experience the best stuff because you chose to do what you wanted instead of what God wanted. You might not hear this a whole lot, and certainly we don't say this a whole lot, but when you know that you're where God wants you to be, doing things the way God wants you to do it, best of your ability, you keep taking the next right step in faith, you have what the Bible refers to as favor, Okay? Those who are seeking nothing with selfish ambition, seeking to follow Christ and, and seek his will. Listen, where, with favor comes confidence. With confidence comes courage when you know that the hand of God is upon you. There's a difference, by the way, between arrogance and confidence. I can promise you, listen, I'm more, I'm, I'm more empty of myself today than I've ever been but I'm more confident than I've ever been because I found that even when Christ was all I had, Christ was all I need. Amen. Listen to what Ezra 7, 28 says. Because the hand of the Lord, my God, was on me, I took courage. That's the best thing in the world you can know each day is, hey, the hand of the Lord is upon you. Has God ever failed you? Has God ever let you go, not taking care of you? But secondly, to live courageous, you need courageous prayers. To live courageous, you need courageous prayers. This is the piece right here. I would say if I'd have picked anything out of this message that I believe every one of us need to hear the most, this would be it. I, I mean, I'm telling you, you it, God's going to get all up in your business when we say this. To live courageously, you need courageous prayers. Most of us only pray for things that we believe humanly can be done. We only pray for things that we believe humanly can be done. Courageous prayers are praying for things that only God can do. Otherwise, why pray? If you can do it, why pray about it? Courageous prayers, they make the impossible 
possible. Luke 18, 27, Jesus says, what is impossible with man is possible with God. Listen, you can't expect courageous things without courageous prayers. What are you hoping for that you aren't praying for right now? What are you hoping for right now that you aren't doing any praying? You're talking about it. You're talking about it. I've done that with many a thing. And God has reverse psychologized me. And I realize, listen, I'm hoping for a lot of things that I'm not praying for. And if I'm not praying for them, I'm not trusting God for them. And if I'm not trusting God for them, I can't expect them. I really believe that many, many, many that get to heaven will discover that there was so much more that you did not experience, you did not see, and you did not allow God to do because you did not pray courageously. Listen, I want God to do more than I could ever do in my life. I want God to live through me in such a way that at my funeral, nobody has to speak for me. It just speaks for itself. That's the way I want. Courageous prayers are calling on God and counting on God to do what otherwise is humanly impossible in accordance with his will. I want, I want to tie those two together. Let me help you understand this. You can pray for anything, anything. That's what's cool, anything. But you ultimately also have to pray for God's will. You know, I, th I think back on my dad, who has been five months since he gained his wings, flew to heaven. I followed his journey every day. It was hardly any day we didn't pray together in almost two years. And y'all all know that's difficult when you go through that stuff. And, you know, sure, you, you, you pray for healing, but how do you pray for healing? You, you want them to be healed this side of heaven, don't you? And so, and so we got to the point where, you know, God chose to, to take my dad on to heaven. And as deep as that can hurt, I trust God more than my gut. I trust that God knew what was best for my daddy, okay? My daddy didn't, uh, he didn't get demoted. He got promoted. And you've had things in your life before that you prayed, and then you felt like God didn't answer your prayer, but the problem was you were telling God how to answer it. You were telling God how to answer it. You have to allow, you have to trust God enough that after you pray and however things play out, that you still trust that he's at work. James chapter four, verses two and three says, yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. You gotta ask him. It says, and even when you do ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what gives you pleasure. Listen, as believers in Jesus, we have this privilege called prayer, and believe it or not, we are able to pray down heaven. Jesus said, um, pray this, thy will be done as it is in heaven. Jesus said that. I don't have to make it up. You can ask God for anything, and if it's his will, you can believe that it will be done. Now, again, when you pray for people, they have to respond to what God's bringing because he'll bring memos to them. He'll, he'll, God takes care of things like that. When I pray for my children, I pray for God to get to where I can't get. I pray for God to do what I can't do. 1 John 5, 14 and 15 says, This is the confidence we have in approaching God 
That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked him. The first position that you have to hold when you come to Christ and when you go to prayer is, God, I am humbling myself before you. You do what you want, you do it how you want, and you take care of it, Lord. May your will be done. It's not coming to God with your wish list. It is coming to God for his will list. You have to 100% courageously pray, God, I want what is best, but God, I want you to do what I can't do and what, what man can't do. Listen, you don't need little prayers. No offense to anybody who's ever said to me, I prayed a little prayer. I don't want no little prayer. I need big prayers. Y'all met me? I need big prayers, okay? I'm going to be selfish when it comes to that. I need big prayers, all right? And I appreciate it, but I want you to understand, I pray big for you. You know, I, I, I do. I pray big for you. I, I, all I ever pray for anybody, because see, I'm not responsible for anybody, okay? I'm responsible to you and how I deal with you. I'm responsible to him, but I'm not responsible for you. And so I have to trust God. I can only control one thing. Am I going to let God live out his will through me? It's the only thing I can control. And then I hope that my journey inspires others to do the same. I pray that others can see how God answered big, bodacious prayers in my life whenever I thought I could not get up. I want others to go, okay, the same God that did that for him can do that for me. Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy. We will find grace to help us when we need it most. Listen, never forget that God can do anything he wills in your life. Now, when he does it, and this, this can fade over time, once God does things and you know that he's done things that you can't take credit for, don't take credit for it. Give him the glory. Give him the glory. Make sure that God keeps getting the glory beyond the prayer, not just when he bailed you out. Ephesians 3, 20 and 21 says, Now all glory to God, who is able to do through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. But thirdly, to live courageously, you need courageous patience. To live courageously, you need courageous patience. Now, while you needed to be reminded that, that we need courageous prayers, I can promise you we all need to be reminded that we need courageous patience. How many of you like me? You understand patience is necessary, but you don't always have it. Okay? You just like me. Y'all know my favorite term right now. Let's say it together. Hillbilly Deluxe to pick up trucks. We're going to sing a song next week on that. Um, get that track, Trey, ready, okay? Listen, every faith step you take, I want you to hear this, every faith step you take will always require patience and endurance. The difference between those who do and do not reach their full God potential is this. Some people learn courageous patience and endurance no matter what, and other people are just like a young child. They never are willing to wait on God. And so, you know what they do? They, they go on with their own plans. You go, well, hey, God, 
you've been doing a good job up till now, but I got to speed past you. Listen, most people today, they want everything to happen instantly. So when God doesn't act fast enough through your eyes, you start seeking to take matters into your own hands. You were singing Jesus Take the Wheel last Monday, but now you are like, I will take the wheel. I'm in a singing mood today, y'all. But you know what I'm talking about. Listen, most people go and make their own plans and then ask God to bless it. Can I tell you this very humbly when I say this? Because this is my life, okay? Pre preaching's not my life. That's, I'm a preacher. That's not who I am. I'm a child of God. None of us, none of us are above each other. But, but every day, all I want to do is get out of God's way. That's it. That's it. Because, listen, if, if I, I do way too many funerals to not live life well. I see way too much reality of death, the fact that Craig or that you could be gone tomorrow. And so I want to kind of live like I'm dying. And the best way I know to live like I'm dying is to keep waiting on God, keep walking with God. Listen, waiting on God doesn't mean you're doing it, nothing. It just means you continue to do what God tells you to do until he opens other doors or until, you know, you get here, you get there. But no matter what, the formula is still the same. Deny yourself, take up your cross, follow him daily. Proverbs 19.21 says, Many are the plans in a man's heart, but the Lord's purpose prevails. You know, the, you can make many plans. That's limited. Or you can seek God's purpose. That's unlimited. God will take you where you didn't think you could take yourself if you let him. Now, some of you, yeah, I just feel God saying this right now that you need to hear this. You, you know, I know they like to say um, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And I am getting older, by the way, so I understand a little bit more what that, that means. No. Listen, the moment that you quit approaching God as one of his children is the moment that you have gotten out of step. You have to allow God to dictate everything. And you've got to come to him and say, listen, you know what? You, 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 know, uh, you are the potter, I am the clay. Mold me and make me into who you want me to be until I meet you face to face. Psalm 27, 14 says, wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. Listen, a huge part of walking with God is waiting on God. You need to write that down and you need to know that. A huge part of walking with God is waiting on God. Listen, it's through the trials and, and it's the moments that you feel not in control that God is developing in you patience and endurance and trust in him. Listen, waiting on God is about continuing to keep your faith in God even when things don't make sense. You have to choose to trust him anyway. You have to have courageous patience. But number four, to live courageously, you need courageous strength. To live courageously, you need courageous strength. Listen, most of you are fighting battles that you alone can't endure. You are tired physically, emotionally, mentally. In fact, you're wondering, just like I do with certain things, hey, you know what, uh, I don't know if I can keep going or not. Well, we know this for sure. If God calls you to it, he will take you through it. You will always face things. Listen, you will always face things bigger than you but never bigger than God. You can courageously look forward if you know where your strength comes from. Listen, even when you feel like you're falling apart, usually that is when God is actually putting you together, strengthening you. 
if you're leaning in, if you're picking up what he's laying down. Isaiah 41.10 says, don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. I want to keep that up on the screen. I want you to look at it. He says, don't be afraid. Yes, I'm with you. Don't be discouraged. I am your God. Does it say you are strong enough? No, it says he will strengthen you. Does it say you can hold yourself up? No, he says, I will hold you up. Does he say that you can bring yourself the victory? No, but victory is yours through Jesus Christ, your Savior. Listen, it's often in the waiting periods that God is renewing our strength. You feel like you're on the sidelines, like you're less in the game than normal. But what you don't really realize is God had to snatch you from where you were so he could put you in the workshop. Listen, God renews our strength and our faith through the fire. It is the adversity that produces the endurance and the patience when you can't do anything else but rely on the Lord. Isaiah 40, 31 says, but those who trust in the Lord, they will find new strength. Some translations say this, they will find new level strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will faint and they will not faint. That's what, that's our scripture right there. That's the Craig International Version coming out. How many of y'all are like me? I'm like, I'm about to pass out. Or my wife used to tell me, I used to say this a lot until she got out of my vocabulary. I'd be like, I'm about to die. She's like, you always about to die. <laughs> Thank God for the scripture. They will walk and not faint even when they feel like they're about to die. Listen, if you wait on the Lord, if you keep trusting the Lord, God's going to keep developing you if you'll quit wrestling with him. He's, he's working on you. He's giving you new level strength. How many of you are like me? You have certain limitations that you used to not have, and yet you feel stronger within than you ever used to feel then. Daniel 10, 19 says, don't be afraid, he said, for you are precious to God. Peace, be encouraged, be strong. Here's the problem. When you're resting in your strength, you'll always be disappointed. But when you're relying on his strength, then you can have courage because you're not looking to power yourself. You're looking to be empowered by Christ. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Listen, I've learned that I would much rather wait on God than to run ahead of God. But number five, last but not least, to live courageously, you need courageous spiritual power. To live courageously, you need courageous spiritual power. Basically, you need a battery pack. Now, I talk a lot about my spinal cord stimulator just right back here. The battery's at least that big, that thick, right in my back. Got numerous cords down my, my spine for, for my nerve damage in my body. And, and um, I often like to say, I said, um, am I the only battery-operated pastor that you know? Okay. Y'all let them know. Your, power, your pastor is supercharged. Like, I got this unit flying in me. Don't even know what's going on, man. I'm going to run around this building just to show y'all here shortly. I mean, seriously, I got, I got this battery uh, in me, and somehow it empowers this unit to work in, in complete unison with my neurological system to keep my nerve pain under control. How amazing is that? Guess what? When you come to know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and Lord, God put his spiritual power inside of you. Amen. You didn't have a battery before. Amen. 
Now you got an eternal battery. You have the power of the Holy Spirit living within you. Listen, without the courageous spirit of God living within you, you can't accomplish much. I'm telling you, I would not, Pastor, but there's a lot of things I wouldn't do. I would feel deflated. But yet this spirit within me, it wakes me up. Look at what Jesus says, Matthew 26 through 41. This was when he was living in human form. He said, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. If that isn't all that in a bag of chips. God has given us his spirit. It comforts us. It assures us. It convicts us. It guides us and it empowers us. It enables us to do his will. Listen, we have to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit to lead our mind, to lead our heart, and to, to take over. Psalm 143.10, I love this scripture. It says, teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your gracious spirit lead me forward on a firm footing. By the way, you don't have to have perfection. You just need to have connection. See, I'm not worried about being perfect. I'm making sure that I allow a perfect Savior and a perfect God to lead my life. God, show me the next right step. Is that your prayer today? Because uh, otherwise, you, you know, first of all, you're on a limited plan, okay? And you're missing out. So, some of you, this is what God's telling me right now. Some of you need to get back to where you started and quit making the faith co complicated. It's not that complicated. It's I surrender all. That's how it is. 2 Timothy 1.7 in the Amplified Bible says, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of sound judgment and personal discipline, abilities that result in a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. Listen, if you become a blood-bought, spiritually reborn child of God, meaning that you've trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, you now have a courageous, spiritual power living within you you. Yes, you still have the flesh pulling at you, but you have the Spirit of God living in you. And listen to how powerful that Spirit is. Romans 8, 11 says, the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. You're telling me that God could raise his son from the dead with that Spirit, but he can't resurrect you? That he can't get you through? That he can't carry you forward? What do you think's been carrying you this far? Some of you, you're no different than a lot of us. You've been on fumes. Sometimes it takes all that to get, get us out of the way. Listen, God is calling every believer to live courageous. You have to have courageous faith, which is you, you just, again, it's like when people talk about um, the Word of God and they said, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. Quit, quit arguing with God. Quit trying to humanize things. Trust God knows what he's doing. And then these courageous prayers. What is it that you're struggling with that you absolutely could melt if we started talking about it because of how much fear you have about it? You've got to put that in that courageous prayer category and you've got to pray relentlessly, believing that God's got the situation. But he can't have it if you don't give it to him. You've got to rely on the power of God. Some of you... You need to know it's okay to say, hey, you know what? I don't know what else to do. God will, God puts you in a waiting chamber for a reason. 
But ultimately, you have to know that in, only in Christ can you, you, you be strong. Again, I don't want to be all that Craig can be. I want to be all that Christ can make me be. Psalm 31, 24 says, So be strong and courageous, all you who put your hope in the Lord. You might not know but one scripture, but if you surrender your life and you know Jesus Christ and you trust him, you can go further than the person who knows Genesis through Revelation, but don't apply none of it. Philippians 1, 20 says this, It is my eager expectation and hope that I will not at all be ashamed, but that with full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether life or by death. Would you bow your heads with me? Wherever you might be right now, I'm asking you to, 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 to either make your seat in a few moments, your altar, or you make your way to this altar. Listen, if there's ever been a time that we should call for courageous steps, it should be after a message like this. And so God's led me differently on this. Dear Heavenly Father God, I just pray, Lord, for each that have heard your word, they've heard your voice, they hear your call. Lord, they see your, your command for them to courageously Leave it all and follow you. To courageously not worry about what someone else thinks. And Lord, not continue to try to humanize everything, Lord, but to trust you with everything. God, I pray, Lord, that you would just uh, help that person that's listening right now to take the next right step. To be bold. To, to rely totally on you. Lord, I pray as this altar is open here in a moment that anybody that you are pulling at their heart and you're telling them, hey, you need to go lay this down or you need to rededicate this or, or, or you need to just, just make sure that you are giving it all over to him. God, I pray that they would do that. God, I pray for that person that does not yet have a relationship with God, with you. That can only happen, Lord, through them coming to know Jesus, your son. Lord, your word tells us, Lord, that you loved us so much that you sent your only son, Jesus, to die for us so that we could be forgiven of sin. Lord, but also, after he was buried, Lord, he arose from that grave, overcoming even death for us, Lord, so that we can live courageously with hope. God, I pray that each person who's not yet admitted their sin, believed in your son Jesus Christ's death, burial, and resurrection for the forgiveness of their sin, and committed their entire life to you, I pray that they would do that today, God, before it's too late. But Lord, others of us, Lord, who we, just not need, we don't just need to put one hand in your hand, Lord, we need to put both hands in your hand. I pray we do that today. May we leave out different than when we came in. And Lord, may we at least live out what you have shown us as we continue to trust you for what you will show us. In Jesus' name, I do.